Section 35 of 93 by Victor Hugo, translated by Aline Delano. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 3, Book 1, Chapter 7. The Vendée has ruined Brittany. Brittany is an old rebel. In all her revolts in the past two thousand years, she has had the right on her side until now. In her last rebellion, she was wrong. And yet, after all, whether she was fighting against revolution or against monarchy, against the acting representative or against the ruling dukes and peers, against the financial resource of the Azignats or the oppression of the salt tax, whoever might be fighting, whether it were Nicolas Rapin, François de la Noue, Captain Pluviot, and the Lady of La Garnache, or Stoufflet, Coquereau, and the Chandelier de Pierreville, and whether they were fighting under Monsieur de Rohan against the king, or under Monsieur de la Rochejacquelon for the king, it was practically the same war, that of local government against centralization. These ancient provinces might be compared with a pond. Stagnant water is not inclined to flow. The wind, instead of rousing it to life, simply irritates it. France ended at Finisterre. That was the limit of the space granted to man, and there the forward march of generations ceased. Pause, cries the ocean to the land, and barbarism to civilization. Whenever it feels the influence of any excitement in Paris, whatever may be the occasion thereof, monarchy or republic, despotism or liberty, it is an innovation, and Brittany bristles with alarm and says, Let us alone! What do you want of us? The Marais seizes its pitchfork, and the Bocage grasps its musket. All our attempts at reform in matters of education and legislation, our philosophical systems, our men of genius, our triumphs, fail before the Uru. The tocsin of Bazouge holds the French Revolution in awe. The moor of Faou defies the stormy assemblies on our public squares, and the belfry of Haute-de-Pre declares war against the Tower of the Louvre. Terrible blindness. The Vendean insurrection was a melancholy misunderstanding. An affray on a gigantic scale, wrangling among titans, a colossal rebellion, fated to bequeath but one word to history, the Vendée, a glorious though melancholy word, devoting itself to death for the absent, sacrificing itself to egotism, squandering its dauntless courage, offering itself in the cause of cowards, with neither foresight nor strategy, without tactics, plan, or aim, following no leader, accepting no responsibility, showing how powerless the human will may become, uniting the spirit of chivalry with the deeds of the savage, absurdity at its height, darkness screening itself from the light, ignorance offering a determined resistance to truth, justice, right, reason, and deliverance, the terror of eight years, the devastation of fourteen departments, the ravages in the fields, the destruction of crops, the burning of villages, the ruin of cities, the massacre of women and children, the torch applied to the thatch, the sword plunged into the heart, the terror of civilization, the hope of Mr. Pitt. Such was this war, an unreasoning attempt at parricide. On the whole, the Vendée has served the cause of progress by showing the necessity of scattering the ancient shadows of Brittany by discharging into its thickets all the arrows of enlightenment. Catastrophes have a gloomy way of settling affairs. End of section 35